everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where Thanksgiving is over, and there I still have more turkey leftovers than I frankly know what to do with, but hey, folks, That's Life. Good morning, everybody. My name is Miriam Wallach, host of That's Life and head of social responsibility at Cross River. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Yossi's live lunch. It is week eight of the war in Israel. Continued prayers for all of our Chayalim. Continued prayers for those still held against their will. Continued tefillot for those who have been thrown out of their homes for those families who are still dislocated and continue to load for all of Kalal Yisrael. Um, so much is going on this coming month, by the way. I'm not exactly sure we're going to be able to get it all in. Of course, next week, I mean, those of you who know, it's it's like that uh, It's like that hashtag. If you know, you know. Why? If you, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing the acronym. Whatever. If you know, you know, then coming up on Hanukkah will be my Hanukkah show. It's my five favorite close to six depending on the time favorite um songs for hanukkah there's one that hits every single year because i've been listening to it since i was a kid no spoilers i'm not giving it away but i'm just telling you if you listen to my show then you know what's coming up we we have a lot to talk about with our guests so i really want to keep things everything to a tight to uh i want to keep everything tight is what i'm trying to say if i could if i could speak english that would be helpful or i could speak at all that would be helpful i want to do the fortune cookie i want to do the national holidays i do want to mention that before we do the national holidays that yesterday it was the international day of solidarity with the palestinian people the reason i mentioned that is because it was also haftet in november so it's also if you know then you know right like give me a break all right whatever i'm moving past that for the moment um as as nachem would say the enemy knows exactly what it is doing the enemy is very smart and the enemy knows exactly what it is doing but let's talk about today's national holidays today is blue beanie day no idea no clue. No idea what that means. Uh, it's also Cities for Life Day, Computer Security Day. Basically, that means that somebody's going to have to change their password today. I got to be honest. Anybody else want to raise their hands on how many people do not actually change their passwords all that often? Right. I see you. I feel you. We're part of the same community. I don't do it either. Sorry. Uh, it's also Day of Remembrance of All Victims of Chemical Warfare. That's a loaded one. That's heavy. It is also National Mason Jar Day, National Meth Awareness Day, National Personal Space Day. Yeah, you know, sometimes, folks, that should be observed observed more often than not. Personal space, it's a good thing. And this is one I, I, I actually have never celebrated, though I actually really like it. National Stay Home Because You're Well Day. That's otherwise known as taking a day off. You know, mental health days are great. Mental mental health days are important. Um, so don't stay home because you're sick. Sit, what is wrong with me today? Don't stay home because you're sick. Stay home because you're well, because you feel good and you just want to take a day off. That is also valid. Let's do the fortune cookie. This fortune cookie was attached. That's strange. Two fortune cookies. Oh, boy. This is a problem, folks. First, the two fortune cookies were attached by the plastic. So I ripped them apart, and that inadvertently opened the package. And the fortune is already... There seems to be an extra fortune in here also. No, this doesn't come out of this one. This one still has... Oh, this is... That's it. Now I see it. I can't even explain what's going on here. 
But basically, half of the fortune from one fortune cookie ripped off when I was separating the two packages at the plastic. So now one package has one and a half fortune cookies, and the other one only has a half. All right, so basically, he makes the one with a half null and void. That one's going to the side. Lazazel, as somebody would say. I'm putting that half a fortune cookie on the side as well, and I'm pretending this one, even though the package was inadvertently opened, is the official one. We think that that's fair? Okay. I don't know. I don't feel good about this one. This one is not Mazel Dick. All right. You have a pair of shining eyes. This is what I'm saying. This is a bad fortune cookie. It was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> you have a pair of shining eyes. A shkayach fortune cookie. That's what I have to say to you right now. Shkayach. I have nothing else to say about that one, but that one was very disappointing. Um, I want to just share a quick anecdote, anecdote which actually... Um, will flow perfectly or will act as a really good intro for our guest. I know a number of people have been going to Israel lately, myself included, a couple of weeks ago, myself included, please God, in a couple of weeks again as well. People are looking for different volunteer opportunities before they go to Israel and when they're in Israel. Now, please understand that if you've ever been to Israel before, you know you can show up and somebody on the spot is going to give you an opportunity to do something. You don't have to plan weeks in advance. You might be American where you feel the need to plan something weeks in advance. This is not one of those times. Get to Israel, tell people you want to volunteer, and there are numerous opportunities available to do a variety of things. A host of opportunities exist, including the one we'll talk about with our guest in just a few moments. But whether it comes to a challah bake, Somebody I know participated, two people I know participated in the challah bakes last week set in Israel said it was the most spiritually uplifting opportunity. They did it in name of someone who was still being held, one of the hostages, someone still being kept against their will. And um, they thought it was, they thought it was unbelievable. And obviously those challah were then donated to people who were displaced and needed food for Shabbos. There are, there, I, I've already spoken about um, the sandwich making at Aroma in Beit Shemesh. Um, there are numerous opportunities out there. I'm just telling you, again, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when I was on JM and AM, if you're on the fence about going to Israel, I'm not sitting here and telling you everyone should go. But I promise you, if you go, you won't regret it. Somebody I spoke to this morning who just got back, who asked me because I had been there for a variety of different ideas. I connected him to a bunch of different people. He was staying at the plaza. He was staying at the plaza hotel and he said they must have forgotten to cancel his reservation because they were the only reservation there that was not a displaced family. And he said being able to eat with them at every meal and see them at every meal and meet their kids and spend time with them in the lobby and, and, and spend Shabbos there, etc. They had been invited out. Oh, come to us here, come to Sarah. And they're like, no, we want to stay here. This is exactly what we want. And he said he'll, he'll never forget this for the rest of his life and he'll never regret that decision to have gotten on the plane. So again, my point is it's Israel. Show up there. The opportunities will present themselves. I promise you, you won't regret it. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We've been talking about volunteerism. I've been encouraging everyone who's considering going to Israel now 
to take full advantage of the numerous volunteer opportunities that currently exist. There are, shall we say, wartime startup efforts that are grassroots. There are well-established with pedigree and uh, long history opportunities. I would say probably that Leket started as one and certainly bloomed into the other. Leket Israel, the organization that we've spoken to, and we will speak to the volunteer, the volunteer, the honorary chairman, whatever Joe Gittler's title, title is. Um, we'll speak to him in just a second. I just want to say the following about Leket. There are a lot of organizations out there that don't have what I would what I would call and if and uh, if you're American and you know what I'm talking about then you know what I'm talking about but they don't all have the good housekeeping housekeeping seal of approval they don't a lot of, there are great organizations out there I'm not minimizing it but there are some organizations that are so well established and so well respected that they basically have every issuer every certificate every yes you want to be part of that. Um, authenticity and Leket is is exactly is exactly that. Leket um, is Israel's national food bank, largest food resource network supporting Israelis at risk during times of crisis since 2003. Oh my God, 20 years! Happy anniversary! With years of logistical experience, a network of 265 partners, nonprofit organizations, and on-site staff strategically placed throughout Israel, the organization is attuned to the real-time needs of civilians. Now. Obviously, that real-time need changed eight weeks ago. And Joseph Gittler, I'm so happy he's joining us. Joseph Gittler, voluntary chairman of Leket Israel, joins us this morning. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Miriam. Nice to hear from you. Oh, no, the pleasure is mine. First of all, I should always just make mention the website, leket.org, info at leket.org is always where you can get more information about volunteerism in general, pre-eight weeks uh, ago, and then obviously moving forward. So anyone who's listening now, who's already in, obviously in front of a computer, leket.org is exactly where you need to be. So Joe, let's talk about this. Eight weeks ago, besides the fact that the world turned upside down, Leket was forced again to pivot in a way I can't imagine you expected to ever 20 years ago when you started. That's for sure. You know, one of the things we've always prided ourselves is on being an organization that helps those in need at all times. We don't pop up around the Chagim, not that that's not a beautiful thing, but we're there, 365-7, we're there to help people in need. And unfortunately, while we don't think of ourselves as an emergency organization, it's been time and time again in Israel. This, of course, is next level where we've had to re-engineer what we do in order to help in situations that we never imagined. And unfortunately, October 7th, was well beyond what anyone could have imagined. And that blow has been difficult on a million different levels. You know, uh, personally for me, I have multiple Chayalim in my family fighting in Gaza. Um, I have have children's friends who've been killed. I've been to way too many shivas. And besides all that pain and suffering, um, the people who lek it helps normally certainly are not in any better situation since October 7th. Many of them are now displaced, and many of the displaced who are normally people who don't need help suddenly need help. Just imagine a situation where tomorrow I live in Ranana. You know, imagine tomorrow Ranana, eighty thousand people needed to be p- to pick up and move around the country. Right. You have people who are normally middle class people suddenly they need help, and it's big. It's not just you know, sure it's a couple thousand people. This is two hundred thousand plus displaced people, so the needs are big. 
And I would add to that, of course, what we do normally in normal times, which is food rescue activities, changed dramatically. I'll give two quick examples just to put into perspective. We understood on October 7th, we had an emergency meeting Saturday night right after Shabbat. Um, and that was we understood the work we do with the hotel industry, we, the work we do with the army, the work we do with corporate cafeterias and events would go from somewhere 10 to 15,000 meals a day on average to close to zero, which is exactly what happens. <laughs> because, you know, these places, people working from home, hotels not operating normally, army bases, not really the place for Leket trucks to be gallivanting around when we have a war uh, to deal with. That was on the one side. On the other side, uh, I would say an even bigger crisis, which I'm sure many of you have heard about or read about or seen, and that's the farming crisis, which is you know, most like in the United States, most work on Israeli farms is done by foreign workers. In Israel's case, mostly Thai workers and Palestinians from Gaza and the West Bank. The Thai workers suffered terribly on October 7th. Most of them left the country. About 20,000 out of 25,000 left the country. That's a hammer blow. Wow. And the tens of thousands of Palestinians uh, who normally work in Israel in farming are also not here. Also, understandably so. And so the farming world, and that's besides the damage that was done on October 7th to farms along the Gaza border, what's going on now on the northern border, where it's simply just too dangerous for farms to even be uh, visited. And so, ah, that's really what it was. I, oh it's just, you, you, don't, you don't even know where to turn. And, and you know, uh, and I'll, I'll let you get in one more question in a second, Miriam, don't worry. Um, the, the, you know, farming... You know, farmers are like its number one partner. You know, through October 7th, we were on pace this year to distribute 75 million pounds of rescued fruits and vegetables from farmers throughout the state of Israel. A massive, magnificent project, which many of your listeners have volunteered with. And of course, everything changed after that, because now the farmers themselves are at risk. <sighs> I, I don't even I don't even want to ask a question because I'm so taken with the information that you've already just shared. I, I wonder, in retrospect, for Leckett, was COVID a test run or are you are you required or are you summoning, you know, logistical, uh, you know, gymnastics that you didn't or acrobatics that you didn't even use during COVID or that you didn't even imagine you'd ever have to use period? That's a great question. Rescued meals, COVID was a great test run for because what happened in COVID is the same thing. The hotels shut down, tourism shut down, et cetera. And our cooked meals disappeared. And our playbook was, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And we reached out to the funding community and said, Leckett needs to buy meals. We don't like to buy meals in normal time. That's not why we exist. That's not why you support us. But now we need to buy meals. And so we went back to that playbook, buying meals from hard hit businesses around the country in order to feed the people we normally feed and added. So we've been buying, you know, again, somewhere between 10 to 15,000 meals every day from caterers. Just to give one example of that, as we all know, El Al is pretty much the only airline flying to Israel. Yep. So just think about the other business at the airport called Tamam which caters for most of the foreign airlines. Their business basically went from 100 to zero over the course of a few days. 
and they know how to, you know, they know how to cook in bulk. They know how to cook safely for distribution. They know how to flash freeze when necessary. And so we've been ordering thousands of meals a day for them, keeping them, frankly, just, you know, we're not, we're not making them big profits, but at least keeping them going so they can pay their employees. So again, a win, win, win on many levels. So that, that we were ready for, and we were ready to deal with municipalities and ready to do, which we normally don't do, direct delivery, especially to elderly who might be nervous to come out of their houses. And that really, COVID was a great test run for that. When it comes to farming, farming during COVID, we grew exponentially during COVID, again, because of the changes in the marketplace, but there were no issues of foreign workers disappearing. You know, the difference was, the perfect example is I remember Palestinian workers who at that time were in Israel, they had to stay in Israel for months and months, which was very hard for them and their families. Right. But that's what the state required in order them for to, him to stay here and work because no one knew what COVID, you know, no one knew what COVID was was or what was what it was going to do. Now we have the flip side, which is no workers. Okay. <laughs> and so what we're doing now, everything Leckett's been doing since October 7th vis-a-vis farmers is to help them survive. And I'll explain. We've recruited tens of thousands of volunteers over the last eight weeks to work in the farms around the country. Normally, when Leckett sends volunteers, you've been many times, what we pick, we take for the poor. Everything we're picking now is for the farmer, okay, mm. because that's they need to survive. It's good for the short-term and long-term food security of this country. We are sending Leckett's own paid staff of pickers to farmers for their benefit. We've hired dozens of Eritrean refugees to work for us picking at farmers. We've given cash grants to farmers from money that's been donated specifically for that purpose. We're about to launch next week a loan fund for farmers together with the two major Ogen and the Koret Fund, the two major free loan associations in Israel. Um, And I think the most important piece is Leckett's rescue of fruits and vegetables since October 7th is down about 80%. Oh. So we still need fruits and vegetables to feed the poor. And the way we've been doing that, again, is by trying to raise money and buying from farmers. Not when they have someplace else they could sell. If they can sell it for you know to a, a retailer or a supermarket chain, fantastic. But if they are having trouble selling it because, again, changes in the marketplace, which happen very quickly – then we're then we want to be buyers. So we are we've bought about five million pounds over the last few weeks of fruits and vegetables. And, yeah, I'm and our plan is oh sorry, and our plan is to is, our plan is to purchase, we hope, over the next two months another ten million pounds um from farmers. And so, you know, even an example, I went uh, two day a couple of days ago, my brother was visiting. And we heard, we were down south doing some visits, and we heard about a farm where they needed help. Just the, the the oranges had been picked. Now they needed help putting them into crates for selling on. And so we went. We worked for a couple of hours packing them in crates. And I was talking to the owner, and she said, "I'm really having trouble." She didn't know who I was. She didn't. I really I didn't say anything. She didn't know anything. She didn't know anything. But she said to, at one point, she said to me, "You know, we're really having trouble selling everything we're picking." And I said, you know what? Okay. I said, someone's going to call you tomorrow. And we ended up buying 15 tons of oranges from her. And that's, so that's, we're we're doing what we need to do. And what we're trying to do is help our partners survive and help the poor at the same time, which of course that's, you know, you said all those beautiful things about us in the beginning. And it's funny. I actually was thinking 
we're we're we ha- we are grassroots again because we have to do things that we never imagined right. ever doing. You know, but that's also part of the. I don't want to call it flexibility, nimbleness. I don't want to talk about it, but it's it, it very much speaks to Leckett's, I'm going to call it eye on the goal. I don't want to call it a prize, but eye on the goal. Your your yeah. goal is very specific. Your goal is 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 clearly defined. How many organizations, and no, we won't mention them at all over the air, but how many organizations are, have so many different initiatives that you don't know where things are going to land and you don't know what's a priority. Here it's very clear. It's very clear what the priority is. Feeding people who right. are hungry. That is, yeah. that's as really, that's as straightforward as it gets. Yeah. It's interesting. In the beginning, we kind of did things that we that we normally don't do because like, for example, uh, we had a bunch of municipalities who said we have a lot of people nervous to go out of their houses and the supermarkets can't make deliveries. Can let it deliver dry goods boxes, which we don't, we don't, we just don't do that right. ever because everyone else does it. But this is what they asked for in the time of need, and so we've we've prepared something like thirty thousand dry goods boxes over the last couple of weeks. Okay, now we're starting to 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 tamp that down because we should focus again on on our strength. So in the beginning, everyone jumps in, and now it's two months in of this crisis, so it's time to um, right. So it's time to it's time to um, you know try to get back to our roots as much as is possible within the parameters. Right, stay al- um, staying aligned. Exactly, staying aligned yeah. with what your initial initiatives always were. You you had to digress, you had to pivot a little bit, but there's still an eye on the goal and and staying focused on that. Um, Joe, we have like two minutes left. I want to ask you. you very, I want to ask you very very quickly. Initially, we were looking for long-term volunteers, am I right, to help with the farming industry? I, I, I don't know if – I think it was you guys who asked for a, a minimum of a month commitment. Am I, am I, right, am I right on that? <laughs> well, not, it, wasn't exa- it wasn't exactly us. Someone came up with this idea, which was very nice, and included us as oh, one of the organizations oh, so. that, would, that would host volunteers. And, on, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depends on where you are in the Leckett <laughs> staff – Okay. Like I thought, great. 10,000 people have reached out to Leckett and the people who actually had to deal with them, you know, were muttering and cursing under their breath. (laughs) So the the answer really, the answer really is, is that we, we want people to come. It's important on multiple levels. It's not just about Leckett. It's important for giving us strength. It's important for the economy that people come. It's important that people come and spend money. We're going to have a major financial crisis in this country, as you can imagine. Yes. And Leckett, we certainly need lots of volunteers. The farmers need it because at the end of the day, volunteers are great, but nothing's good like trained mm. long-term staff. And so certainly if there are people who can put in weeks and months helping out, that is something that's fantastic and farmers will react very positively to that. But most people can't do that. But if you can come and you know spend a week and spend four or five hours every day on a farm, that is, you can do a lot of Good. So we're definitely calling people should definitely reach out to us. We're going to do our best to try to um, place them. You know, it's not the normal red rolling out the red carpet like you're used to. You know, Joseph meets you at the field. <laughs> he speaks to you. I can't do it as much as normal. We're just so over. We're overwhelmed in ways right. that we just never. We're really it's crazy. But I have my, for example, my daughter, whose husband, she saw him, thank God, yesterday for the first time in four weeks. <sighs> He's been in Gaza for four weeks, not one, not a word, not a communication. And he got out yesterday, hopefully, we hope more than 48 hours. That's what they told them. Uh, but we hope it extends more than that. She, it would be good for her. 
she's basically she's a student. There's no school now in university. She works for me full time now. She's you know, I'm t- torturing. I give her all the stuff. No, you know, dealing with the individual volunteers that are coming from America and Canada and the UK who say, I want to come and help. And then they say, well, you know, I don't want to drive too far from Jerusalem. And I'm a little I can't really bend. Over. I'm just making fun. Now, right. you know? No, I get it. <laughs> just, I get it. We need we need help. We need Chizuk. Please come to Israel. It's important on so many levels. Amazing. Leket.org info at Leket.org for more information. Any volunteerism is appreciated volunteerism. We really encourage anyone who is considering going to Israel to do so and to sign up with Leket, sign up with any great volunteer opportunity. Your efforts will go a very long way. Joseph Gittler, continued Hatzlacha and Chizuk, my God, and regards to everyone in your home and in Renana, frankly. Um, and we should we should share Besoro to vote. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Segal Network. A full afternoon of programming continues right after this show. Don't touch that virtual dial. Yossi's Wags Live Lunch begins at 11 o'clock. Of course, our Erev Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You want to go into Shabbos listening to that show. Tomorrow morning, Joe Nachum as he hosts JMAM and Malcolm Holmline scheduled for 7.40 a.m. Arab Shabbos music mix continues until candlelighting here in the New York area, which starts around, I don't know, 408, 410, something in that, something in that vicinity. Either way, check it out, because if you think it was early last week, it's certainly earlier this week. Let's continue our good thoughts and our good prayers and our tefillot. Off the back wall, yes, this is one from my childhood, it's Shalom Rav Devekis 4. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Oh. 